Good evening, everybody. This is Tuesday, February 20th, 2024, 5.30 p.m., a regular scheduled council meeting. Can I get a roll call, please? All seven council members are present this evening. All right, we're going to start with an invocation from Pastor Stephen Brown. If you'd like to join us, please stand. Hello, I'm Pastor Stephen Brown. It's an honor to be here. I'm the assistant pastor at Praise Chapel here in Bullhead City and there's Dr. Alan Cates. I thank God for our chief of police, our city officials, and our city manager, all the city council members, and the mayor of our, be our beautiful city. May the hand of God move in our favor to be that thriving oasis in the desert, to be the city other cities look to be. That God opens up our eyes of understanding so the things that we do are acceptable to him. In Philippians 1, 9 through 11, it says, And this I pray, that the love may abound, still more and more in the knowledge of all. Discernment that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense, till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are Jesus Christ, to the glory, of the, to the glory and praise of God. And this I pray in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. be seated. All right, we're going to start tonight with a call to the public. Um, now just a heads up when you come up, our little buzzer down there that uh, lets you know when your time's up not, is not working. So the vice mayor will let you know when you have 30 seconds and then he will let you know when your time is up verbally. Uh, we were also supposed to have uh, a presentation tonight, which is not on our agenda. So I'm going to invite uh, Lori Duggins to come up uh, to be the first to call to the public. So first, let me introduce myself, Lori Duggins, the Community Services Officer at Bullhead City Police Department. And I have with me our school resource officer, Shannon James, and the manager of our Bullhead City Walmart, Derek, and Lorraine Biles from, no, you're laughing. I just blew it, Johnson. Don't you hate that? <laughs> and Lorraine Biles with Bullhead City Fire Department, the Community Education specialist and public information officer and she spent all evening investigating a fire so she's got lots of titles she's she's important but we're here today about our bicycle safety rodeo this is our 28th annual Carrie Edgman bicycle safety rodeo being held in front of the Bullhead City Walmart on Saturday March 2nd and it's going to be held 9 a.m. to noon it takes a lot of community partners and about a hundred volunteers to pull this one morning off but it's a magical morning and I invite you all out to come and share, regardless if you ride a bicycle or not. But this event is for our tri-state area. We invite all the area schools and we want you to come out and learn about riding your bicycle on the roadway safely. There's not a way like you get um, education for driver safety, but this is our singular event of the year that we host here in Bullhead to teach that safety. You can ride the bike safety course with our police officers. You can get your helmet free of charge, properly fitted, 
Fire, Bullhead City Fire Department. And it's not just for kids, it's for all ages to get a free bike helmet. Whether you rollerblade, ride a scooter, a bicycle, whatever, we've got free helmets for you. If the children bring their bicycle out, thanks to the Bullhead City Morning Kiwanis, we have free bicycle parts that our community emergency response team will be there with other area volunteers. If you're good with a wrench, we'd love to have you help us safety check the bicycles. We can always use volunteers. So free bike tune-ups, and then they get to ride the safety course with our police officers. If they don't have a bicycle they bring to the rodeo, we have loaner bikes available. So it really takes a village, and we really appreciate Western Arizona Regional Medical Center, who prints 6,500 of these flyers that we deliver around, Moray and I and our team around, and the school resource officers help, to all the different schools in the area, the child care centers, the boys and girls clubs. We try to get the word out. So help us spread the word if you know somebody who has a bicycle to come out and join us that morning and see. Also, we have community partners on hand offering information for parenting classes and drug safety and different things available, services for families. And it is free for nonprofits to, to uh, come do a table there and they just need to let me know they're gonna be there and partner with us that morning to give out additional information. All right, did I miss anything? We're gonna give away a bunch of free bikes also. So in addition to the free helmets, children can win a new bicycle and we even have a really cool scooter donated this year. We're gonna give away a scooter also in case one of the children does not wanna, says they have a bicycle or something. We've got a backup gift for them. So, all right, Derek, did you wanna say a word? <laughs> yes, all right, thank you very, very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Okay, who'd like to come up? City Council. My name is Gene O'Neill. I've been a resident here since 2018. Just want you to be able to put a face with my name. I'm going to be running for City Council at the next election. When I'm out there collecting signatures, I had a couple of people complain to me about something that I'm hoping that the City Council might help me with. There is a billboard, an electronic billboard that sits in front of Chicago Title. It's got an anti-Trump campaign sign that says Bullhead City on the sign. People are mad about this. It's a uh, political action committee called Mad Dog Pack. It's out of Washington, D.C. To make matters worse, this is their homepage. It has Bullhead City right on their homepage. Uh, it's a Lamar sign. I didn't know who owns it. I don't know if the city owns it. A lot of people think the city owns this sign and are complaining to me, so I told them I'd come to the meeting and say something. So I don't know how we get that corrected, but I know it offends a lot of people. I'm a member of the VFW, the American Legion, and him that got a lot of pissed off veterans. So as, as far as myself, I'm a retired Army First Sergeant. I've served my country 20 years. Just wanted to bring this up and let you know. Thank you. Next. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm here to announce that our next Colorado River Republican women meeting will be on Wednesday, March 6th at the Chaparral um, Country Club at 1260 Mojave Drive. Our time is 11 o'clock to 1 p.m. Candidates running for Mojave County Educational Superintendent Gord, uh, Gordon Vogt, James Barber will be uh, our, one of our guest speakers. 
and also candidate for Arizona Corporation Commission, Christy, uh, Christy Kelly. You can communicate to us at our email address, Colorado River Republican Women at yahoo.com, or Facebook, Colorado Women Republican Women, facebook.com. Uh, we would love to welcome everybody. These are the, these one of the, we are one of the uh, individuals, uh, organizations that bring candidates and let our community hear them. Thank you. Thank you. Next. Hi everyone, I'm Hilda Angus, Mayor, Council, uh, and I'm your District 2 County Supervisor. This year I'm Chairman of the Board, and in case you don't know, I'm a candidate for the Arizona State Senate, and I had a little conversation with Mr. Cotter last week, and we decided that when I win, I will be the first state senator from Bullhead City ever, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I want to talk about something else, and, and you guys are going to know what I'm talking about, and it has gotten increasingly more um, dangerous, I believe, and bitter at the calls to public. We have them at the county. Everyone has a right to get up and say something, but I hope people have some discretion about the things they say and the things they accuse people of. Uh, just today, we had some things at the county that uh, it was shocking in the, their accusations and they just were not true. And then you come and you try to explain to people about what they said wrong and then they flip you off, they attack you and kind of wave you away and hit you. So I, I, I wanted to kind of say that I wish there was something we can collectively do. I don't think we can, but I want to thank everybody who's willing to serve because it is increasingly mean, vicious, and dangerous out there. And you guys don't even get paid much, so I, <laughs> I don't get it. But I just wanted to say I appreciate everything you guys do, and um, I, I hope when I win the State Senate that we'll all work together, Mayor D'Amico, and whomever wins the Mojave County Supervisor seat, and we'll do great things for Bullhead City. Thank you. Thank you. Next. <coughs> well, I think I'm going to alter my speech a little bit. I was hoping. State your name, please. Stephen Lee, Bullhead City. I was hoping that we're going to build bridges, and I really hope that we do. Uh, but uh, quite frankly, with the attacks on the public being able to speak, if you want freedom, you have to defend dissent. And I'm sorry, Hildy, I don't think you stand for freedom. I hope I'm wrong, I wish I'm wrong, I hope that that changes, but that's not the way I feel now. Um, the other thing that I came to speak about is the fact that uh, you know we collectively need to be less focused on these side issues. Uh, what we're dealing with is we're dealing with somebody, the equivalent of pointing a machine gun at our head and that's already injected poison into a lot of us. We know this to be true. If anybody doubts it, all you need to do is open your eyes, look at the alternative media, and you will see that what I've been addressing this council with for the last over three years on these topics, of which I've been accused of being a conspiracy theorist, is correct. Well, now I have recruited Major General Vallee, the director of psychological warfare for the Pentagon in the 80s. He supports us. 
He's willing to speak at our meetings. We're trying to arrange something countywide that's going to incorporate multiple groups together. We hope everyone can come together on these things. If you disagree about gay rights or uh, this or that or uh, whether or not abortion should be legal or whether or not any of these things, uh, it, it really comes down to we are fighting for not only our freedom, not only the freedom of everyone else in the world and we're the last line of defense from slavery, but also the depopulation of the planet, the destruction of its resources so that a few can rule and have their way and be gods. Sorry, we need, this, we need to band together. We outnumber them depending on how you look at it between two million to one and if you count all the people that they've been bought off, that they seconds. have bought off, uh, then you're still looking at thousands to one. And there have been thousands of people. The Cary Lake thing was the tip of the iceberg. I have copies with me of the Patriot Free Press. If anyone wants one, it exposes how the GOP has been corrupted by Jeff DeWitt, and he's not the only one, and how that this was just the tip of the iceberg. They are, are bribing low-level people and have been, and we don't even know about most of it. But thank we, you, your time thank is up, you. sir. We need to pay attention to this, thank you. Next. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Mayor and entire council. My name is Paulette White. I am the Vice President of the Colorado Concert Association, and I'm here to once again let you all know about our fabulous concerts coming up. First of all, tomorrow night, you've probably already heard about this one and know, Vox Fortura is coming to the Mojave High School at 7 p.m. Cost of the tickets is a mere 35. This is a classically trained group of four awesome singers. They, they have a new style that they're performing, classical soul fusion. And the Latin translation for Vox Fortura is human voice. And they truly use their human voices to powerfully sing all the songs that they will present with a very commanding performance. And next, dust off your cowboy, dust off your cowboy hats for um, <laughs> Key of G coming once again to the Mojave High School Auditorium in two weeks and two days on March 7th. This um, musician, A.J. Bisto, is going to play all of Garth, our favorite songs from Garth Brooks, or most of them anyway. He has coming with a six-piece band. Um, they have a steel guitar, couple more guitars, drums, keys, and of course, you can't have country music without a fiddle. They'll be performing 
um, the Garth Brooks favor, some of his fa fav best hits, like The Dance, If Tomorrow Never Comes, and my favorite, The Thunder Rolls. It's about a naughty man who cheats on his woman, and she knows it. And then, of course, the real toe-tapper, Friends in Low Places. Please, make sure you attend. The tickets are only $35 at the door. We open the box office at 6 p.m. Usually, admittance into the auditorium is at 6.15. Thank you. Next. Good evening. Good evening, Council. My name is Harvey Pryor. I'm a resident of Bullhead City for the last 30-plus years. Um, I came up here talking about fire hydrants and uh, the lack of what's been going on with them. Well, I did do that records request as you wanted. Got it right here. Apparently, in the last six months, four employees have only been able to inspect 100 hydrants. There were 2,000 plus hydrants, 2,500 hydrants. On that rate, at that rate, it's going to take 12 and a half years to inspect all the hydrants that are supposed to be inspected every five years. If we're already falling this far behind, I guess we're going to be paying more on our rates and everything come June to hire more people. Like Steve had said, because we are so far behind, why are we not inspecting these hydrants at a better rate? You're telling fibs to us. You're telling us these things are all getting done. Only 100 hydrants in six months? That's god-awful. If I was in an HOA, I would be freaking out right now saying, when was my hydrants inspected? I'm paying all this money. If I was a business in this town, I'd really be screaming. Does my business get protected? We're talking about fire. Our lives and our homes depend upon this. We need you to be a little more open and a lot more honest with us. Mr. Clark, this is you, man. What are you telling our city manager for him to be telling us that this is being done when it's clearly not? I wish I'd have made the last meeting when y'all was voting on the bus thing. Told y'all four buses doesn't even encompass this entire city. <laughs> but you voted for a bus terminal that is, gonna, that is designed to run on a maximum of four routes. Where's the growth in that? I guess we have to build another building. Come on, you're not even looking for growth, you're not even building for growth. Seriously, Toby, you need to answer on this one. Mark, serious, why? I'm gonna be doing this every month now. I want to know how many on a monthly basis are being inspected. And I want to know the addresses. <clears throat> this is ridiculous. You've got a lot of catching up to do. Y'all have a wonderful evening. Thanks for the heads up, Steve. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Clark, I'll let you reply to that before the manager's report, since we can't do it during the call to the public. We'll do it before the, right before the manager's report. Good evening, Council. Sean Regan, Bullhead City. I'm representing Arizona Veteran Canine Services this evening. Um, I just have a few things to go over. Um, 
first order of business is um, this Friday, we're having uh, bingo night again at the Mojave Board of Realtors. It begins, doors open at 5.30. Um, this is uh, located at Board of Realtors. Um, if you check their address at 837 Hancock Road, Bullhead City. You can also call 928-758-4808 for more information. The other thing I like to get into too is um, uh, I too am a veteran and I suffer from PTSD and I train service dogs for veterans. One thing we're gonna be involved in is Stop Suicide Prevention. Uh, suicide Prevention Month is, begins in March. We're doing a 31 mile challenge, uh, one mile a day in the month of March. Um, this is in association with StopSoldierSuicide.org. Um, we all know that uh, 58, let me rephrase that. Soldiers are 58% more likely to um, take their own lives over their um, non-veteran counterparts. And we need to do all we can. And I'd like to see this council step up, um, especially if you purport to be a veteran and support the veteran. Um, you know, I come here all the time and I'm begging and begging and begging and begging. I don't beg no more. I'm strictly going to where it counts. If it's gonna require me to go out of the area, I will go out of the area to get the support. And lo and behold, I found a lot of support out of the area. As a matter of fact, the VA has a $57 million grant to stop soldier suicide for rural areas. And we're applying for a $2 million grant. And we're gonna stop soldier suicide, especially in our area. And we're getting closer to that. And no longer do I need to beg. If you want to be a part of it and show you want to step up, then step up, please. Because that's what it's going to take. It's not a comfortable thing to talk about. It's not a comfortable thing to be a part of. But if you have a friend, especially one that's a soldier or a first responder, that isn't responding, you need to get involved. And they need to start asking questions. I mean, you know, it, it can be stopped. This is a stop. This is an issue that can be addressed. And it can be rem remedied. Sorry. I'm going too fast. So that's going to be a part of it. And then we're going to be asking for donations for that. And I hope um, the community steps up in that, joins us. Um, there'll be, it's basically, we can do uh, one mile a day, bring your dogs, because the dogs are involved in this. Um, you can do 10 miles in a weekend. We're also doing a ruck march. Um, we're pushing this out um, because I'm determined. Um, I've had too many friends lost to veteran suicide and it cannot continue. And I felt that dogs are a great part because it breaks the barrier down you're, and you're opens it up. You're coming to your end, Sean. I'll, I'll be almost done. Um, so one more quick thing. Um, so now that I'm stopped and I lost my train of thought, I'll go on to the next point. Um, we had an incident where a transient was killed in the roadway. Does anybody know his name? Does anybody care? I mean, he got ran over by a car. Thank God the guy stopped. He wasn't drunk. He didn't really do anything wrong. But it just seems like, you know, we push a lot of the homeless away, and we try to get them out of sight, out of mind. And I'll tell you nothing. That Catholic Charities isn't doing anything to help it. So okay, by us putting you. money into it, we're going to have to question it. Um, your time, his your name, time's up, Sean. Anthony George Lockwood. Sean. Your time's up, sorry. Thank you. Thank you.
Next. Parsons, I live in Bullhead City, Council, Mayor, Management, thank you for the service and jobs you guys are doing. Um, I had to wrote, write a couple things down here. We got a couple things going on at the border. There was a uh, border wall trying to be made out of the containers. Our state, we have already bought those. Um, our state has bought those. We need to try to get those and we can do five things to create jobs in our town with those containers that have already been bought by us. You don't even have to, you make up a written plan and you start doing it. You make a megawatt solar storage container that's modified for transportation. You put these things out in our BLM land, you, you decide which lands, but that's one thing you could do with these containers. You can make a second thing, you can make a self-sustainable community garden for all year-long sustainability because in these containers you could create four acres worth of uh, produce that, that within a 40 foot by six or six foot by 40 foot uh, container because you're running them all year long you got solar panels you got LED lights you got the air conditioning systems within them and the horticulturalists and the botanists the uh, the master gro growers that uh, that are growing them they, they don't have to stop working you got the containers you could retrofit into homes for the homeless. They're doing this all over the country already. They may have condos in Mesa right now being built up, built up. Now that don't misconstrue this and try to think we want to take in all the homeless that they're take, sending all over the country right now. We want to build them and have them transportable to be sent out for them. We don't want to take them on, but we want the jobs. Make no mistake, you retrofit those containers into homeless contain homeless homes, and you can ship them out for other municipalities. Correct. <clears throat> Fourth, you could do turn these containers into self-charging DCAC self-charging stations for all of the EVs. You 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 could break them up into multiple outlets, and again, these are transportable. They're all being made out of containers that our tax dollars have already bought. Right. I mean, this isn't brain surgery over here. This is stuff we've already bought and used stuff that we've already had. I can't believe we're selling them at a discount right now when there's things we could be doing with these containers. I don't want us to go outside of what it is, but actually take what is ours, what we've paid for. You have 30 seconds. Definitely. Now on the fifth thing here, this is a byproduct of the other four things. If we decide to build one or all four of them, FEMA, Blue Cross, Peace Corps, all of the natural disaster agencies, they will want all four of these things. The fire in Maui, they were still begging for water. So please consider this as a possibility for jobs as we develop our economic uh, welfare here and veer away from just recreation as just our source of income. Because if we're just going to be recreational, we're going to be left behind because those EVs, they're going to be minimal miles. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Next. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, council members. My name is Stan Kepler. I've been a resident of Bullhead City for more years than I care to remember now. I remember the Steve School. Remember when you were drooling last year to say? We are members grouping of Bullhead RC. 
these are our hobbies. They're not toys. They're replicas. This is called a sprint car. This works on a dirt oval track. We enjoy ourselves over at Rotary Park and the dirt track that we do have. That's where this little guy here runs. These are replicas. They built just like the real cars. We teach our kids how to work on them. We have an eight-year-old that lives here in Bullhead that is racing. Hey, he's racing on asphalt stock car right now in Kingman. He works on it himself, him and his dad. We have an eight-year-old girl who runs drag cars. These, where'd they go? These two gentlemen here came up here from Havasu to support us. They have an oval track, they've got a dirt track, they're gonna build a drag strip so they can compete with us on our drag strip. We're here to petition the council members to start building oval tracks at Rotary Park in an area that we call our RC area, where our dirt track is now. We have room to put an oval track and a dirt drag strip. We already have a drag strip that we worked out through the park department. We, we share with the RC airplane guys. They come in in the mornings, we show up around noon on weekends and we run our drag cars there then. We have complete timing system, traffic uh, light system, just like you see at the real drags. For time, we run. It's a great time. It keeps the teenagers off the streets. We've got teenagers that run these cars with their parents. It's a family thing. We have wives that go out and run. Everybody does it. We've got an awesome hobby shop here in Bullhead now, up here by uh, Walmart, Bullhead Hobbies. Uh, Brian was gonna be here tonight, but he had a prior commitment, so he couldn't make it. Chris here, he works up there. He's one of their mechanics. Chris also represents a uh, racing uh, manufacturer of tires and various racing parts that we all buy from. About he half too, a minute, sir. He too is a resident of Bullhead City. Chris, you wanted to say something about it? Hello everybody, my name's Chris. I'm a new uh, resident here in Bullhead. I moved here September 1st of last year and in coming to town, you know, you wanna meet new people and find new friends and I came here kind of lonely and not knowing what was gonna happen and then I was lucky enough to see that we had a great RC facility at Rotary Park. And by going to Rotary Park, I met a great group of guys that all enjoy the same same hobby as myself. Um, my day-to-day -day job is I work for an RC manufacturer and I get to travel the country with my RC car, talking to people and shaking hands and sharing the love of the hobby. I get to tell everybody about how great of a facility we have here in Bullhead and they're all excited to come see it. And I think with the addition of the dirt ovals and some other fun stuff, that this could be a great, great opportunity for the city of Bullhead. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please Thank consider you. it. Thank you. Next. Jim Fuller, Bullhead City. Um, I've had a pretty wild couple months personally, but uh, I'm sure glad that uh, mayor and council and everybody present here lets us uh, be part of the community, our county, our state, 
all the way up for our nation. And I, I, uh, I'm going to read a couple scriptures. I'm a Christian guy. And I'm in the book of Proverbs 20. And I have uh, verse 6. Many claim to have unfailing love. But a faithful person who can find. Many claim to have unfailing love. But a faithful person who can find. Then I have another one here that really touched my heart. Gold there is, rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. These words are from God. If anybody's a Christian here, I, I didn't make this stuff up. This, uh, it really hits our spirit. But uh, I just want to share that a uh, little bit of what Steve, I don't agree with uh, Steve a whole lot. I, I actually bump into him like I used to bump into my brother. <laughs> but uh, I, I think some of you guys know that at 10 years old, my parents and my, my three brothers, we, we lost our land in Cuba. We had 360 acres that we grew everything you can imagine. And our house was under siege for two nights. The month before my dad was kidnapped, for a week he was gone and they dumped him at the gate, beat up. What they do down there is they take a sock, they fill it full of sand and they beat you purple all over. So it was at the end of May, we left. We left everything. My dad escaped in an airplane across and we couldn't get into America because we didn't have papers. We had to go to Havana and get all our shots. And then we were able to enter United States. And I have all the paperwork to prove it if anybody wants to see it here. But what Steve was saying right here is happening in our country. We are really close to becoming a Cuba if we're not careful. And it's only a few. We're, we're actually the majority. But propaganda, people are scared of saying. Jim, Jim, your time's up. Thank you. Oh, I didn't get a 30 seconds. I tried to wave at you, but you wouldn't stop talking. Oh. I tried <laughs> but you know what? Stand up for freedom, like Reagan said. It's not free. I lived it once. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next. Well, this has been a strange day. I get chewed out by an old broad and manhandled up here. Hilly Angus. She lied to you just a minute ago. I did not hit her. She grabbed me because I had a dis I had a problem with her this morning at the Board of Supervisors meeting. So now she comes up to my face here. I'm walking back from talking to you, Tammy. And walking back here, and she I and I was done with her. I don't want to hear any more mother crap. She disrespects me as more muted. Anyway, she spins me around, grabs me right here, right there. 
Now he gets up here and lies. Thank God I was born not to hit a woman because she would have gotten her butt on the ground. But I don't do that. Thank God to my parents for not bringing me up like that. But this broad here grabs me, and I've already made a report on you to the police department, and you're not going to do anything about it, apparently. Because I've been over there trying to get more evidence to Blecklow. Anyway, she took the report. I've made legal charges against you. You threatened me with your lawyer last time. Where's he at? I'm tired of you people are supposed to be held to a higher. You're supposed to be accounted for than more than we are. And for you to go off on me like that last time, you get 10, 15, 20 minutes. I get three minutes. Once I'm done here, I'm done. For you to threaten me right here out of camera range, you need to start leaving these cameras on until everybody's left. And turn them on when the first person walks in here, that camera should go on. I'm sick of you guys using it to your advantage, especially you. You knew that there was no camera over there at the end of the last meeting when I went in there to hand in my thing here. For you to come down there and assault me like that, and then physically assault me like that, see, now you're going to think of things. I need a lawyer. Any free lawyers out there? Probably not. God, I was going to go after you, Grace, tonight, but Gildy took up your time. Anyone else? The indignities that I suffer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor, City Council, Gary Genovese, Bullhead City. As not to be lost in the concophony of former speakers, I shall launch into my diatribe of the ham man. As you all know, I represent the Historical Society, Colorado River Historical Society, and museum. The museum operates solely on donations, as many of our organizations do. So therefore, the only way for us to commandeer these donations would be to have fundraisers. And honey-baked ham fundraiser for Easter, which is fast approaching, you will be able to purchase a honey-baked ham through Susanna Van Sloten, which I'll give your phone number in a moment, and and treat yourself at Easter time to a delicious honey-baked ham that's glazed on the exterior with crunchy, crunchy honey baked to perfection, pink and moist and slightly salty on the interior. Ah, it would be a treat for any table on Sunday. So therefore, ladies and gentlemen, Honey Baked Ham Fundraiser will help the museum. I stopped by there today for one of my visits, and their exterior add-on, roughly 2,000 square feet, is basically completed. Now the interior of that is going to be tuned up. They have a sink in place, and they'll be doing a lot of table work and whatever. And I actually saw a little post office box, the little square things uh, with some 
antiquated numbers written on it, so I think that will be on display also. The history of our community. So purchasing a honey-baked ham for the Easter fundraiser will delight all, and they can be purchased by calling Susanna Van Sloten at 928-234-4807. March 28th will be the cutoff time and the pickup time will be that evening. So ladies and gentlemen, purchase our honey-baked ham and don't forget, you can eat your donation. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Good evening, Council Mayor, and of course, Toby Cotter. Nice to see everybody tonight. Um, I'm promoting the 77th annual Lincoln Day Dinner. It's called Denim and Diamonds, and it's in Kingman, Arizona. Our keynote speaker will be Carrie Lake, and of course, Paul Gozar, Senator Borelli, Representative Leo Biasucci, and Representative John Gillette. The cost is $75 for general admission, although you can purchase tables. And there's going to be a 50-50 raffle, and there's also a beef raffle. Um, you can get a side of beef. So anybody that has that, that kind of room in their refrigerator. Silent auction and a live auction. And I'm also, of course, making a basket. Um, you can buy tickets through me, or you can buy them at the office in Kingman. And the phone number there is 928-279-1411. And it is at the Mojave County Fairgrounds. I hope everybody knows where that is. It's in the big pavilion there, lots of room. We hope to have 1,000 people there. So please join us. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? All right, we'll close the call to the public. Agenda modifications, are there any items to be withdrawn from or moved to the appropriate place in the agenda? If not, I'll take a waiver motion. Mr. Mayor, I move to waive in full the reading of all ordinances and resolutions presented at this meeting. Second the motion. Right, got your votes. Councilmember Lettman, did you press? Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. Okay, matters report, but prior to that, since you were um, this kind of personally attacked. Uh, yeah, so Mayor and Council Members, uh, we'll start out. There's a couple items on tonight's call to the public that probably need to be addressed. There's lots of things that happen at call to the public. State law prevents us from responding or saying that's a good idea or that was misinformation. But under my manager's report, we have some flexibility in addressing those items. So we can't address them all. Those come up in future agenda items, future budgets, and whatnot. Um, the issue with Lamar advertising and political advertising, though, uh, that is out there. It's a nationwide issue. Um, the city owns the land um, leased to Lamar advertising. The city gets 35000 a year, approximately, in rents. And then we also get eight seconds of city advertising uh, per minute on each sign. 
um, there's rules and restrictions on hours of operations and the lighting and other things but we do not control any of the messaging in fact over the years there's been a lot of political advertising on those even maybe some of the council members or other officers for local and state offices federal offices have taken out political messaging on those billboards um, so we are not in any way shape or form involved with any of the advertising that's put on there that's all done through Lamar advertising and anyone's free to talk to Lamar about who they accept ads from but in the past political ads uh, have always been accepted um, so the other side can always present their uh, information as well the reason it says Bullhead City on that sign is because when we signed the agreement with Lamar to rent the ground that that sign sits on we didn't want an ugly monopole uh, billboard. We wanted something beautiful. Put block on it, make it look nice, put Bullhead City on it, just like you see of some of the nicer LED boards around the Phoenix area. So that's the explanation. And uh, the, the message on there with President, former President Trump and it says it's a cult, <coughs> that's free speech. We have n absolutely nothing to do with the advertising that's on that billboard never have never will so I just wanted to give that explanation also we were pretty heavily criticized tonight and out there on Facebook world about the hydrants and I'd like our utilities director to give the whole story not just a simple records request that was given mr. Clark thank you mr. Connor mr. mayor council residents of Bullhead City um, Bullhead City has approximately 2,500 public fire hydrants a and you should know that all the fire hydrants in the city are not public fire hydrants. There are a number of private fire hydrants within the city limits. Those are typically at places like Riverview Mall. The, the hydrants you see around the mall, those are private fire hydrants. They operate and maintain those hydrants. The city does not operate or maintain any of those hydrants. Uh, many of the schools have their own private fire hydrants as well. And there's other locations. So the 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 amount of private or public fire hydrants we have is approximately 2,500 or 20, excuse me, 2,250. Um, in uh, 2022, February of 22, uh, the Bullhead City Council approved the uh, implement or the completion of a water master plan for the city. The water master plan included investigations into fire flow as part of that plan. Uh, as part of that process to look at uh, the hydrants, over 1,600 fire hydrants were flow tested. Uh, this equates to about 71% of the hydrants within the city limits. Uh, also during that time frame, 80 fire hydrants were, in, were maintained and or replaced. Those 80 fire hydrants were ones that were pointed out to the city by the Bullhead City Fire Department that they had become aware of from the process that they had when they were maintaining the hydrants prior to EPCOR taking over the fire hydrants. During the time that EPCOR was running the system, they did not do any work, zero work on the fire hydrants. Um, and then per the uh, comments that were made earlier today, city staff has inspected approximately 100 additional fire hydrants over the last six months. That equates to about 1,780 of the 2250 hired hydrants being inspected over since we took over the system. That equates to about 79% of the hydrants being tested during the time period that the city has been operating the system. 
The city has been working on a new program. Many of you have probably heard about it. Chief Moore has been talking about it a little bit. Uh, we are going to be implementing a new system. This will be part of the budget process that we're just starting now. Uh, during that process, we will be adding two new employees whose sole task will be to operate, maintain, flow test, pressure test, all the hydrants in the city and the valves in the city. Uh, the program will include the installation of 180 new, what we call monitoring eye hydrants. These hydrants are designed to continually give the city staff, us, pressure and temperature readings throughout the city. So we'll know early on whether we have a break somewhere, we're losing water, it could be due to a fire, it could be due to a broken main line, or it could be due to uh, construction going on in the area. But we'll, we'll be able to figure that out then. Um, this, will all, this program will also include the installation of 140 new standard fire hydrants. Uh, the program uh, is included in the 24-25 fiscal budget. Uh, the first pass that we will be doing through the system, what we're going to do is start in one area and just it'll be like painting the Golden Gate Bridge. We'll start at one end, work through the whole city, and then we'll start over again. We'll be doing that constantly through this program. Now the first pass through the program is going to take a little longer than future passes because during the fir first pass we have to do a lot of data collection on what kind of hydrant it is, what year it was put in, uh, what the attributes of that hydrant are so that we can complete all of our records because EPCOR gave us no records on any of the fire hydrants. Now we did get in some information from the fire department but we need a bit more detailed information than what they were able to provide us. So. We will be pulling all of that information as we do our first pass through the system. Future passes, as I said, will continually be more efficient as we get through the system because the hydrants will need less and less maintenance as we start addressing them on an annual basis. Um, the hydrants uh, on Anna Circle work properly. Somebody had mentioned that. Chief Morris talked about this many, many times. It's been in the newspaper. Uh, it's been on public uh, places like Facebook, etc. Uh, we didn't have any problems with those hydrants. And one thing uh, the public needs to be aware of, fire hydrants are only one component of what we do. Uh, we've got 49 pressure zones in this city. We've got six water systems. There's 134 PRV slash control valves in the system. 69 booster pumps, 28 reservoirs, 22 wells. We have enough water main in this city to stretch from Bullhead City down to Tucson. All of that needs to be maintained. We've got thousands of valves, service lines, meters, chlorination equipment, and other miscellaneous equipment within our system. We've answered over 32,078 calls for service from customers since we took over. That equates to over 51 calls per day for our staff. Our ratio of customers per employee is 1,486 customers per employee. That, that, if you looked at the AWWA, AWWA stands for the American Water Works Association. If you look at what their 75th percentile is, they show 626 customers per employee. So we have about, we have about double the number of customers per employee as somebody as the top rated companies in the AWWA universe. We run very lean. 
since taking over the water system, we have rehabilitated and or replaced 134 of those PRV control valves, fixed 100 broken water mains, numerous service line breaks, installed hundreds of new meters, drilled two new production wells, completed numerous inspections of wells and booster sites, replaced eight wells, drilled eight test wells, along with the fire hydrant inspection. We have made many improvements to this system since we've taken over. And the city has done all of this without increasing anyone's water rates. We did combine the water and sewer bills early on, and many people got confused because their bills went up. They didn't realize they were no longer receiving a sewer bill, so they thought their bill went up. EPCOR has had a rate increase since we took over the system. So all of our rates would have gone up had the system remained in EPCOR's hands, and many, if not all, of these improvements would not have been taken care of. Thank you, Mr. Fox. I just wanted to share that information with you, Mayor and Council Members. You know, misinformation is misinformation. Uh, we can correct that. Um, again, public has the right to spread any kind of information they'd like to spread, but we're certainly not going to sit here and let, let something like that go. Um, you know, the public needs to understand that we take all of their calls seriously. In fact, people have come to the podium and said, hey, I wonder if the hydrant in my neighborhood is working. And in fact, we've addressed those, whether they were leaking or um, in fact, one was replaced. So it's not 100 hydrants, as Mark said. It's almost 80% with a plan to take corrective action, not only for the safety of our community, but the fire department. We want them to have working hydrants when they arrive at the scene. Um, again, we just want to correct the record um, and, you know, people can be critical and say what they want, but Mr. Clark and the good people who work for our water utility are out there servicing this community every day. They're some of the employees that EPCOR had, some great new employees that we've hired over the years since we've owned the system. These people work very hard and it's offensive when people are out there on Facebook saying, well, obviously they don't do any work. These are some of the hardest working people that you'll ever see working for a water utility and they're doing it every day so that water is provided to, you know, to your homes and businesses and they'll continue to do that. And I thank Mark and his team for, you know, correcting the record here tonight, but uh, doing a great job for us tonight, tomorrow and into the future. A couple other quick things on my report. Just want to talk about a Highway 95 and the reconstruction project. You may have noticed they're already getting past Silver Creek, heading toward Home Depot. They have a couple lanes done in that direction. They're setting up cones <coughs> right now as we speak. So that project will be done in the coming months. Uh, so once they're done paving, they will fog seal it and repaint. Some people might be wondering, is that exactly how the lines are gonna be? No, those are temporary lines that are out there. So if you see something that doesn't exactly match, realize that ADOT and their crew, this is their crew, not ours, they'll be coming back, fog sealing that and repainting the entirety of it. Some people have been, including council members, have asked uh, about the lack of care with all the millings, because they mill every night and then they repave. And there's millings all over the place, on sidewalks, in the gutters, on the curb. We've continually asked ADOT and their contractor to do a better job. Again, there's a multitude of reasons why we're taking over the highway. This is just another example of a lack of care and quality that we wouldn't accept. Um, it, it is still a mess out there. Uh, all the way from Target North. The contractor will be held responsible for cleaning that up, and uh, you know your patience is appreciated as they 
move forward and finish the project. I'd also like the public to know because something was also said on the same Facebook post that you know the city, uh, you know something about the highway. The paving project that's going on right now would not be possible without former Mayor Brady and Mayor D'Amico and the council support. ADOT had zero money budgeted for the repaving that, of that horrific road. It was because of the city and our advocacy going down to Phoenix mul a multitude of times to get the money for that. It wasn't in a five-year plan. It wasn't in a one-year plan. There was no funding for this road, which arguably is probably one of the worst roads in the state of Arizona. There was no plan. So it took our elected officials going to Phoenix demanding that we get money for this road. In fact, $27 million was granted so that the roads outside of the city could be paved as well. So that was only because of the actions of this city that this road is being repaved right now. Again, thanks to Leo Biasucci, Sonny Borelli, uh, Representative Gillette. I mean, they're the ones who ultimately advocated for it. But without our pressure and without our constant calls and emails, uh, that could have gone unnoticed. And we could still have that deplorable road here in our community. Uh, just wanted to quick give an update on the status of the animal shelter. So that project is fully designed and out to bid. I bring that up because the project's out to bid. We need local contractors to, to get to the tours that are noticed. Uh, Mr. Tipton has the notice in the paper. Contractors all see that. He's offering tours so that they can come in and start bidding on that project. It's a big project. It would be great if local contractors were able to see that and bid on it and uh, ultimately we'll bring those bids to you uh, when they close in March and we'll be awarding that to a contractor. Um, there's items that come up and the council's like, why did we only get one bid? Why did why are we only have two bids? Well, this is an opportunity for contractors to take a look at that and submit bids. Uh, you know, we want a great bid on that animal shelter project. We hope it's someone that we can rely on, someone who can hire local people, but we can't force anybody to bid on a project. It's out there. We hope the community's talking about it and the contractors see it and bid on it. And then finally, just want to talk a little bit our spring sports. <coughs> Many of you probably saw the impact of that this past weekend. That was a big weekend. This weekend is pretty soft, but then the following weekend is the Tournament of Champions along with some other activities, carnival over at Gary Creek Park. The Tournament of Champions held with the high school in the city uh, brings the top-notch softball teams from across the Southwest uh, to Bullhead City. They bring a lot of family members. It's a really big deal for us. So at the end of this month, uh, two weeks from, from now, uh, you'll see uh, the Tournament of Champions in town along with other uh, tournaments happening in March. Mackenzie mentioned a lot of them. Uh, we're encouraging our businesses to prep for that, be ready for that, and anticipate large crowds. And uh, that concludes my report. Thank you. All right, Mayor and Council Members report on current events. Anybody have anything? Mr. Mayor, um, I would just like to extend my condolences to the family of Claudette Kaiser. She was very influential in the Special Olympics. She passed away a couple nights ago in her sleep very suddenly. And um, so I just wanted to extend my condolences to her and her family. Also, I wanted to say congratulations to Peyton Sarabia and Crash. We have an amazing uh, Colorado BMX team here and a world-renowned coach, and two of them made it to the world's uh, USA that will be, I'm sorry, the world's uh, competition that will be held in Rock Hill, 
here in the United States last year. It was in Scotland, I believe. And so I just wanted to say congratulations to them. It's amazing. We have great, great youth representing uh, Bullhead out in the world. So thank you to them. Also, I wanted to say, uh, along with Toby's comment, or uh, Manager Cotter's uh, comment about the teams that came here, I had a local restaurant owner call me and say they were slammed from nine to close, and it was just wonderful for their business. So thank you to all those teams. I got to go out there and meet them. It was beautiful weather, and thank you for to our city and the recreation department that just put all of that together the grass, the fields, everything is absolutely beautiful. So, good job. Anyone else? A couple of items. Uh, first of all, uh, shout out to our animal care shelter. They've put a terrific posting again out on Facebook and Nextdoor about um, animals that are available for adoption um, across, uh, across the street at the animal care shelter. Man, if, th if this doesn't get tug at your heart when you take a look at some of these dogs that have been abandoned and brought into this shelter, they're there, they're waiting to be adopted. Most concerning is on the final page of this post where we have dogs and we know who their owners are, okay, and we're waiting for them to be picked up. Anyway, there's, there's just a great opportunity over, over there for those of you that are looking for um, a really good companion animal. Uh, second of all, Taste of Bullhead is the Saturday. I don't know if they're sold out yet or not on their tables, but that could be. And finally, um, I'm going to be turning in, uh, as a matter of business, my own public record request to the city clerk. And Sue, I'm going to have this passed down to you. And uh, we've heard a lot since I've been on the council about public record requests. And so my request is to get a summary of all of the public record requests for the past year and two months that your office has been requested from, okay? And I'd like to know uh, the date of these requests, the name of the requesters, the general nature of their request. Was this request fulfillable? How much time did you spend on it? And did you collect any fees, okay, for these requests? Be useful information to have as we go into the budget sessions in May. And I'd just like to see how much time you're spending on this. You wanna pass that down? Okay, we'll keep, uh, hey, that's enough from the audience. Thank you. No, you're not, you're disrupting the meeting. Is that it? Anybody else? All right, it's my turn. Mr. Gene O'Neill. You're one of my brothers down at the 87. Uh, I was, I had one idea. I don't know if that's a good one now, though. I was thinking uh, I could offer up the first 50 bucks and we could all pitch in and put our own ad up there. But then there's another part of me that doesn't want to give Lamar a penny of my money. I'm getting sick of negative po politics. Uh, you know, wouldn't wouldn't bother, I believe in free speech. They wouldn't want to put something up there on what they could do good, which they can't do anything good. Uh, I, I, would, I, I would accept that. But to put stuff like that up there, I don't really know if I want to give them any of my money. So it's kind of a catch-22. Uh, we have that problem here locally with we got a few loons in our own town that have uh, uh, Facebook pages and YouTube videos that are doing the same stuff because they can't run on their own good things they could do so they have to try and tear people apart. Uh, it makes me sick to my stomach regardless of what party you are, especially when they're from my own party. It makes me more sick. We got enough problems and uh, anyway, 
I'll meet with you down at the 87, we'll talk about it. But I honestly don't know if I want to, I advertised with them when I was running. Um, but if they're gonna allow stuff like that up there, I don't know if I want to give them any more money. But if we do decide to, maybe we can talk with them, get them to squash the negative ads, and we'll put up a positive ad for Trump. All right? Okay, sounds good. All right, um, no one else? God, I kept my composure because there was some things I really wanted to say. Thank you, God. <coughs> All right, uh, items to be withdrawn from the consent agenda. If there are none, I'll take a motion to approve. Mr. Mayor, I move we approve the consent agenda as presented. I second by. All right, cast your vote. So I'm in favor of the motion, motion carries. Item number three. Discussion of possible action, 2.5 citizens to serve on the Bullhead City Board of Appeals. Mayor D'Amico, council members, in your packet, I'm sure you've all looked at the applications uh, from the number of people who have applied. You have more people uh, than you have positions, which is a really great thing, and thank you to all the seven applicants who are applying, and I believe, according to the city clerk, they're all here tonight. So historically in the past, the mayor has allowed them each to come up and say a few words about themselves if they'd like, and then the council will present be presented with a ballot where you'll vote privately, and then the clerk will read off how you voted. It's not a secret ballot. The councils have, they have their names on there, but it just provides an opportunity where they can all vote without everyone knowing how they're voting or a multitude of motions. So it's a process that was implemented many years ago. So it's not secret. Their names are on the ballot. The clerk knows who voted for whom and then she'll read that off. Thank you. All right, we'll uh, start from the top and everybody come up and tell us a little bit about yourself and why you want to be on the board. Start with Dan Albers. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Don Albers. Even, I, I didn't even get the right, the first name there, Jesus. Hello, Mr. Mayor, Council. My name is Don Albers, Harkel Construction. I've been a general contractor for 20 plus years in the area. I did the Sunshine Marina culverts built plenty of new homes, many remodels. I coached football and baseball when I was younger and my son was younger. So I, volunteering isn't a new thing to me. And I was asked by somebody here and I'm willing to do it. Thank you, appreciate it. Bruce Henderson. Excuse me on my walking, I broke my ribs. Um, anyways, my name is Bruce Henderson. I'm a general contractor for Bullhead City here. I've been in this for about 20 years here. And I work with the public a lot. I work with a lot of people. I work with the city quite a bit. So I would like to try to help out. Thank you. <laughs> Maria James. Good evening, um, Mayor, Councilman. My name is Maria Gonzalez. I um, grew up through Applehead City, so I would like to give back and um, volunteer more, and um, I would love to, an opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff Myers. 
everybody. My name is Jeff Myers. I own Myers Electric here in Bullhead City. Been here since the year 2006 and just trying to help out as best I can. Thank you. Thank you. Jason Newland. Uh, good evening, Mayor and Council. I, my name is Jason Newland, and I currently serve on the Franchise License Commission. Uh, I am available should the need be for the Board of Appeals. Thanks. Thank you. Amy Prince. Hi, good evening. My name is Amy Prince, and I am a Bullhead City resident. I love this place. It has done so much for me, just uh, being a newer resident. And this community has such a heart. I want to give back. I work at Pioneer Title Agency, and I'm an assistant escrow officer, and I also do the marketing there. And it seems like a good fit, and I would like to serve as best as I can, however I can. Thank you. Thank you. Enrique Reina. Hello, my name is Enrique Reina, and I've been in Bullhead since 2008. I'm a local contractor. I've been in construction for about 25, 26 years, and I'd like to serve if they need me, so volunteer for them. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate everybody willing to step up. This is very rare that we have more applicants than uh, positions, which is very good. I'm glad to see that. Uh, I will say if you don't get picked this time, please don't stop. We always have other board positions coming up and we could definitely use you. Um, now, I did receive a, a letter or email, and I'm sure everybody, did everybody get an email from Jason Newland? And Jason Newland, uh, and we usually, uh, Mayor Brady used to say this too, when you're already serving on one board, we pr prefer to have people spread out instead of we've had in the past one person on three or four boards. Um, not to say if you think Jason's your best choice, absolutely vote for him. Um, but he did volunteer that he is already uh, serving on one board and um, thinks it's best that we, we choose new, new people. So with that being said, everybody fill out your ballots, I'll fold them up, we'll pass them over and so you can read them. Let's take this off and this is just this size. I'm going to read the names of <coughs> the selected members that each council marked, and then I'll read them on my tally sheet. 
and I'll read the total. Summer Lizarga. Dan Albers, Bruce Henderson, Maria Gonzalez, Mimi Kent, and Enrique Reyna. Vice Mayor Hadmark, Dan Albers, Bruce Henderson, Jeff Myers, Jason Newman, and Amy Kent. Member Alfonso, Mark and Albers, Bruce Henderson, Maria Gonzalez, Jeff Myers, Amy Trent, and Enrique Rita. Member Ring, Mark John Albers, Bruce Henderson, Jeff Myers, Amy Trent, Enrique Reyna. Mayor D'Amico, Mark, John <coughs> Albers, Bruce Henderson, Jeff Myers, Amy Trent, and Enrique Councilmember Hack, Mark, John Albers, Maria, Gonzalez, Jeff Myers, Amy Trent, and Enrique Reyna. Member Letman, Mark, John Albers, Bruce Henderson, Jeff Myers, Jason Newman, and Amy Trent. All right, so the totals, uh, with seven, we have Don Albers and Amy Trentz. Six, Bruce Henderson, and Jeff Myers also has six. And Enrique Reyna has five. So that would be the top five. The uh, other two received Maria Gonzalez, three and Jason Newman too. Thank you so much everybody and congratulations to the new board members. Mayor, Mayor DiMico. After we, after we vote for them. Yeah, <laughs> keep in mind your motion requires um, a couple, two motions here because the way the terms are. So if you look in your packet, um, you have two different motions for two people that would serve a shorter term and then three people that would serve a longer term. Okay, so why don't we have the two s two lowest numbers serve the sh uh, shorter term? Everybody agree with that? Everybody okay with that? Okay, do I make a motion? 
Thank you, motion to accept the uh, two lowest uh, votes. Thank you. Well, we have no, no, no. one person with five, Enrique Reyna, and then there's two people that um, received six. So it would have to be Enrique Reyna and either Bruce Henderson or Jeff Myers for the shorter term. All right, what's your pleasure, Council? Just go with the last one on the list. Who was the last one on the list? Uh, Alphabetically, that would be Jeff Myers. Okay, so we'll just go with the last person on the list. Mr. Mayor, I move that we elect Enrique Reyna and Jeff Myers to the two-year position. Okay, we're, we're appointing them, not electing. I'm sorry, appointing. To the, to the That's what I said. To the two-year term. All right, I'd like to make another motion that we appoint Don Albers, Bruce Henderson, and Mr. Amy Prince. Mr. Mayor, let's act, let's act on the first motion. Okay, that's okay. what I thought. All right. Need a second. Second. On second. Your vote. Is there a second on that first I motion? Yeah, I second it. Thank you. Okay, now I would like to. Oh. Everybody voted? Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. All right. I would like to that we appoint Don Albers, Bruce Henderson, and Amy Prince to a three-year term on the Board of Appeals. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Again, congratulations, everybody. And uh, the two that did not get chosen, please come back <laughs> again and, and try to get on another board. They're always available. Thank you so much. And we will be in touch with you for a quick orientation. Thank you. All right, item number four. This is a public hearing discussion of possible action to adopt ordinance number 202405, approving the request for zoning map change from C2 general commercial to C3 commercial and minor industrial for parcels of land located at 1545 and 1547 Grand View Drive and described as Colorado River Estates re-amended portions of Lot 158 and 159 of Section 26, Township 20 North, Range 22 West, Bullhead City, Arizona. Mayor D'Amico, Council Members, our Planning Manager, Johnny Laurel, will present this item. Good evening, Mayor, Council. As was mentioned, this is a request for a zoning map change for these two parcels from C2 General Commercial to C3 Commercial and Minor Industrial. These two parcels are located at 1545 and 1547 Grandview Drive. They are across the alley from the Human Bean. If you've noticed there, it's uh, to the east side of that. This is a mixed commercial area, that the Miracle Mile area, with primarily C2 uses and several C3 uses that include recycling centers, contractor yards, and storage facilities. The applicant is proposing to build a pool chemical warehouse that would also include a small office area. Because the primary use of the building is a warehouse, the zoning requirement is C3. Um, the C2 only allows storage buildings, but does not allow the, the full-on warehouse uh, as is allowed in the C3. The Planning and Zoning Commission did recommend approval with six in favor and zero opposed. And I stand for any questions. Anybody have any questions, comments? Uh, 
Hey, Johnny, on this property, will there be any caustic chemicals being stored at the facility? And they're, they're pool chemicals. I don't have all the information. I would assume some of them um, may be caustic. I think it's the same chemicals that everyone who has a pool uses in at their homes, uh, just stored in larger amounts uh, inside the building. And then, uh, as we'll see in the, in the ordinance, uh, we did request and, and uh, applicant accepted that anything that's stored outside uh, would not be stacked above six feet so it's not visible above the screen fence. So usually pool places have uh, acid or are cleaning and acid washing pools. Uh, and if so, do they have any um, a way to contain them as far as storage? And if so, uh, do they have to have any permits from the police department, I'm sorry, from the fire department uh, that would be needed to store caustic chemicals? So the fire department would review the drawings if this gets approved and they apply for their building permit. The fire department is one of the reviewing agencies and they would add that stipulation to the permit if they do have certain specific requirements. But I don't have a, really an answer to the first question about uh, the cleanup of the caustic chemicals. Thank you very much, Johnny. Appreciate it. Now you said that there will be stuff stored outside. What will be stored outside? Uh, I'd say just general like pallets and things like that, but that's why we put the stipulation in. They can't. But, but absolutely no chemicals. Um, that's up to the applicant. I mean, there's no stipulation in here. I guess you could add that as a stipulation if you wanted to. Is it going to be fenced? It is. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Anyone from the public have any questions or comments? All right, then I'll entertain a motion. Mr. Mayor, motion to approve item number four is read. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. <coughs> item number five. The public hearing discussion of possible action to adopt ordinance number 2024-06, approving a zoning map change from R1L residential single family limited to M1 industrial general limited for a 3.84 acre parcel of land located at 2310 Rancho Colorado Boulevard, described as a portion of section 13, Township 20 North Range 22 West, Bullhead City, Arizona. Mayor DeVico Council members, uh, you may recall this item. There was some limited discussion at the last meeting uh, and the applicant and the neighbors all were getting together, coming up and formulating a plan. Um, so while technically you tabled it to this meeting, and it's not yet formally resolved. We have heard from both parties that they have resolved their issues and that this item um, appears that it will be withdrawn by the applicant. Um, we're asking that you just simply have the public hearing again, table it to March 19th. We believe from Attorney Ayler, also the applicant from AG Towing, Anthony Molero, that they do have a resolution um, that lot that's here in this proposal that was subject to the rezone, that application is going to most likely be withdrawn. So to retain all rights for all parties, or uh, hopefully your motion would be to table this to March 19th. My prediction is it will not come back to council, that the application will be withdrawn. I am gonna move to table this, but it is a public hearing our agenda, so I'll allow anyone from the audience to speak if they'd like. Is there anyone from the audience who would like to speak on this item? All right, then I'm going to motion to table it until the March 19th meeting. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number six. Discussion of possible action to approve one, the final plant for Hillcrest Park, tract 5149, unit two, 
two, the performance bond as financial assurance, and three, the water allocation in the amount of 4.7 acre feet. Thank you. Mayor D'Amico, council members, our planning manager, Johnny Laurel, will present this item. Hey, Mayor, council, this is a, the unit two of the Hillcrest Park. Um, it's a manufactured home division, uh, subdivision that's right off of Bullhead Parkway, off of Locust Boulevard. This particular unit contains 4.1 acres uh, to be divided into 21 lots and two parcels. All the, well, the parcels and all the interior streets will be dedicated, uh, actually, will, sorry, will not be dedicated to the public. They will remain private and owned by the HOA. I uh, stand for any questions you may have. Does anyone have any questions or comments? Anybody from the audience? Then I'll entertain a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, motion to approve item number six is read. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number seven. Discussion of possible action to accept the City of Bullhead City's audited annual financial report and audit results for the fiscal year ended June 30th, 2023. Mayor D'Amico, council members, each year the city undergoes an audit. Uh, in the last few years, the state law was changed that mandates that that audit not just be presented to council, but the auditor present him or herself to the council and ensure that the council satisfied with the audit and the audit results. Uh, kudos to Mr. Drexler and his team for another outstanding audit. Um, our, our record is pretty much unblemished. Um, over the years, of course, the auditors always look through everything and make sure that all the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and looking at millions and millions of dollars worth of transactions. So, uh, Mr. Drexler, would you like to introduce our auditor who will be available uh, via Zoom? Yep. Thank you, Mr. Cotter, City Council. Uh, Brian Hemmerly from Baker Tilly is with us. He is the partner uh, that was assigned with our audit. Uh, welcome, Brian. Good evening, Mr. Mayor, members of council. Can you hear me? Yes, thank you. Okay, great. Uh, well, thanks for having me. I did have a brief presentation for you. Um, I had a PowerPoint slide, but it looks like I'm not able to share my screen. So I can just uh, verbally walk through my presentation if that suffices for all of you. Uh, we did issue our audit report uh, effective February 6, 2024. This is for your June 30, 2023 financial statement audit. Our external audit report has uh, provided for an unqualified opinion, or what we consider a clean opinion on your financial statement. Uh, that opinion is based on reasonable assurance that the financial statements are materially correct. Uh, we can provide reasonable assurance, but not absolute assurance. And the difference is absolute assurance would require that we test every transaction at the city. In order to provide reasonable assurance, we do test the controls, statistically valid sampling, we review all your processes and procedures, and we have multiple interviews throughout the city for different department heads, uh, the city um, manager, and all of your finance department. We had no instances of non-compliance with any grants, contracts, debt covenants, laws, regulations, or anything of that nature. So you did receive a clean opinion on your compliance audit as well. This is also required by the state of Arizona. We did not identify any material weaknesses or any findings that needed to be reported out to council or management this year. We did have to do an audit for the federal government, which we call a single audit. Uh, this is required by the federal government whenever the city spends more than $750,000 of federal grant money. 
Uh, this year, the major program that the federal government required that we audit was the Coronavirus State and Local Fiscal Recovery Fund grant. Uh, that grant did receive a clean opinion. There were no fi findings or material weaknesses uh, related to that federal funding and the way it was spent at the city of Bullhead City. Uh, we did not have any, any, any internal control issues that we uh, discovered during the course of our audit. We did not have any disagreements with management and management has posted all the journal entries that we have asked them to post in order to properly state your financial statements at year end. We did not discover any fraud during the course of our audit. Uh, that's not to say there isn't fraud, but we do design the audit to try and detect any fraud or risk of fraud throughout our city audit, and we did not discover any during the course of our audit or any of our audit procedures. Uh, there were no related party uh, actions that needed to be disclosed that were material to the financial statements this year. We did help prepare your financial statements. Uh, we did help in adjusting journal entries, and we helped to upload your federal audit to the Federal Audit Clearinghouse for the Department of Treasury. Uh, the last item that we are required to discuss is your expenditure limitation report. Uh, the state of Arizona requires that your city spends less than the uh, Economic Estimates Commission estimate for the year as far as your expenditures are to go. Uh, this year, we have not completed that report. It is due to the State Auditor General by the end of March. We are in the process of completing it. The reason being is that we are still trying to find out and make sure that we are claiming all the exemptions and exclusions that are allowed by the state statute in order for the city not to go over the limitation this year. Uh, it is expected that you will probably break even on that ex ex expenditure limitation report, but it should be filed on time with the Auditor General's office by the end of March. Uh, with that said, I had no other findings or no other items to disclose to City Council. If there are any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Anyone have any questions? Oh, I was also interviewed, and I tell you, there's no turn, no uh, stone left unturned. They did a very, uh, very good job, and I'm glad to hear we have a, a good output. Anyone from the audience have any questions or comments? All right, then I'll entertain a motion, please. Second a motion. Cast your vote. So I'm in favor of the motion. Motion carries. Item number eight. Discussion of possible action to adopt resolution number 2024R09 approving the Arizona Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force Intergovernmental Agreement between the Phoenix Police Department, Arizona ICAC Task Force Lead Agency, and the Bullhead City Police Department. Mayor DeMico, Council Members Chief Treves will present this item. Thank you, City Manager Carter. Mayor Council. The Bullhead City Police Department entered into an initial memorandum of understanding with the City of Phoenix for the Arizona Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force many years ago, and under this agenda item desires to continue the coordinating relationship for funds and resources. The Arizona Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force is grant funded by the United States Department of Justice, Office of Justice Program, Office of Juvenile Justice Delinquency Prevention Grant to enforce the laws regarding Internet Crimes Against Children and utilizes this grant for the purpose of administrating and operating the ICAC Task Force in Arizona. The Phoenix Police Department is primary grantee for the ICAC Task Force. Bullet City Police Department participates in this task force. Due to technical funding language requirements, this agreement supersedes a current similar agreement on file. Phoenix Police Department may be able to provide financial assistance 
on a reimbursable basis. The new agreement will continue in effect for five years. Um, this grant, uh, or being involved in this task force allows us um, access to other resources that we wouldn't otherwise have. Um, the, uh, the task force monitors uh, social media, wiretaps and stuff like that, and then sends us information uh, that they believe uh, these crimes are committed in our jurisdiction for us to investigate. So being a member of this task force is invaluable for us to have those resources that we wouldn't otherwise have in order to go after these horrific crimes. I stand for any questions if you have them. Anyone have any questions? Uh, Chief, uh, approximately how many dollars would be <coughs> awarded the, on this program since it's a grant? I don't know that. We're not the grant administrator. It goes through Phoenix. Uh, okay. We don't receive the funds ourselves. Okay. Thank you much. You're welcome, sir. Chief Trebes, on uh, page four in section 5.3, there's um, a paragraph about communication between state and local authorities involving ICE and CBP, which basically says... Um, Nobody who's part of the task force can refuse to turn over information about undocumented immigrants who are part of this target, correct? Correct. Okay, so that's all the participants? Yes, sir. Okay, so I only brought that up because I think there's a city down in Pima County that starts with a T who wishes they were a sanctuary city, but I assume since they're part of the task force, they have to comply with this. Uh, yes, if they're a part of the task force, that is a requirement. Then on uh, pages five and six, there was a section about um, the parties agree that the greatest overall benefit to the public and victims, and this is talking about punishment, will be achieved in the forum in which the purposes of punishment will be accomplished to the greatest possible extent. What does that mean? I believe, uh, just, just past where you stopped there, uh, the sentences in ICAC uh, cases sh should to the greatest possible extent and it gives one through six on there so looking at the seriousness of offense is number one and then on down so that's how we pr are supposed to prioritize the uh, crimes that we're investigating so take the highest priority the most severe and, and work down this list here my guess is our county would be one of the tougher jurisdictions uh, it's not a question <laughs> that was a statement that's all I, I can't I don't think we can sign this fast enough it should probably be worded to the greatest legal possible attempt. Well, yes, yeah, certainly. I'm sure we have our own, a lot of us have our own uh, ideas of what we'd <laughs> like to do to these people. But anyway, I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Sorry. All right, any other questions or comments? Anyone from the audience? Uh, greetings, Robert. You know, I absolutely agree with the principle of what this is, but the fact that it involves the Department of Justice, uh, which we know is involved in a lot of these, the committing of these things and covering them up, uh, as well as Phoenix, which is, you know, we know what's going on there. Uh, I haven't read the entire bill, but I'm highly skeptical of all intergovernmental agreements, and I hope that uh, both the chief and the council have read this through, thought through all of the possible implications, 
and are really certain if you move forward with this. And if you're not certain, I would urge you to table it. Uh, I wish I had read it so that I could have uh, legitimate criticism and or saying I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't, I haven't. Uh, that's why I think we need a citizen oversight committee to be looking at all these bills and reading them for the public to make sure that they actually do get read. I trust you, Chief. Uh, have you thoroughly read through this? Do you see any red flags in it? And do you have share any of my concerns? Council, this is something that's been in place for a very long time. The minor changes to supersede the prior agreement, I don't think it falls with any concern that uh, Mr. Lee has. Um, so I, I, I could only say that, and of course, then it's a policy matter for you to decide, not me. I've read everything that's available to me. And Mayor D'Amico, if I could just again let the public know, we publish the agenda, the exact same agenda that the council gets, with in this particular item 11 pages. It's published on Thursday before the Tuesday meeting. Everyone who comes to the podium who's here has had ample opportunity to read everything. I can promise you that City Attorney Emery, myself, the Chief, and the Council have read what's in the packet. It would be nice uh, if we actually had either posted up on the wall that people could flip through uh, these documents uh, besides having them online so that they're there at the beginning of the so meeting. Isn't there a book back there? With There's it? a book in the Council Chambers, but... Um, Scotty's pointing it to it, right? Turn around and see where Scotty's pointing. That book's back there every council meeting. Okay, thank you. <coughs> thank you. Scotty. Scotty from Bullhead. That white book is always there and it's always in the city hall there where you're viewing from Friday on at least. If not, you can call Susan, she's always available. <coughs> and she's helped me quite a bit sometimes, but it's always there. Um, this is a crime against children. Now, in the Mojave Daily News today, they have let another level two sex offender in this town. I wanna know who says he can live there where, who, re, who places this guy in that location? I know you can't put him by schools and churches, et cetera, okay. But this happens to be dead center right across the street from a woman with five kids. Who in the hell selected that house? No answer? You got that right. You, I don't know. To, uh, maybe I'm getting way offline on this. Mm -hmm. But this is, yeah. But who selected this house for him? And how is this, these guys in Phoenix going to help us solve this problem? Who selects the next one? Come? We're getting an awful lot of out-of-state sex offenders in this town. How do we put a stop to that? That's you guys. They're all from out-of-state, it seems like. This guy's from California. Now, he did it, he got sentenced by a judge, he did his time, and he should not be harassed. He did his time, but he's from California, and California shipped him to Bullhead City again from out of state. But to place him in a place, right, dead center across the street from a woman with five kids, that's bull. We need to have, somehow, we need to have a selection or whatever. They need to do a better job of replacing these people. Don't you guys notify 
300 feet around there? You don't, see? Thank you, Cammie. You just let them move wherever they feel like. Well, you can't live by a church, okay, or a school. Can't grow marijuana either by those places. But you let a sex offender just move in right across the street with a woman with five kids. Mayor D'Amico, the city is not responsible for any of that whatsoever. We have nothing to do with the placement of sex offenders in the community, nor do we provide any housing or resources for said uh, members of the public. We have zero to do with that. The chief can talk about the notifications, but he is not responsible, nor is any department responsible for the placement of those individuals in our community or any other community. Well, I can assure you if they were, there would not be one living in our town. <laughs> That's for damn sure. All right, any other uh, comments or questions from the audience? All right, I'll take Mr. a motion. Ma Mr. Mr. Mayor. Mayor. Having read this item and researched its possible consequences, I move that we approve it as presented. Second. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. Item number nine. Discussion of possible action to adopt resident resolution number 2024 R10, approving amendment number one to the intergovernmental agreement between the state of Arizona and the city of Bullhead City, providing for improvements on the Bullhead Parkway, authorizing the mayor to execute the amendment on behalf of the city and to approve the payment of the city's additional share in the amount of $35,000. Mayor D'Amico, Council Members, Public Works Director Johnson will present this item. Thank you, Mr. Goddard, Mayor and Council. Tonight I ask for your approval of an amendment um, to our current intergovernmental agreement with ADOT for uh, the Transportation Safety Improvement, it's a HSIP grant along the Bullhead Parkway. This project and grant was awarded to the city for $3.7 million in October of 2018. Uh, the city accepted the IGA back in December of 22. And the reason why the amendment is coming back to you is the original project was from the Parkway all the way to Arroyo Vista. The engineer's estimate came in over $11 million. I had asked ADOT to revisit the scope of work and to fit in with the $3.7 million budget. Uh, the project was reduced to 1.2 miles from Silver Creek to Laredo. ADOT did look at and um, looked at the study to where the project would fit in best because it's a safety project. So from the Parkway to Laredo is where we qualified for that portion of the grant. Um, this will be center, center median and lighting. The actual the design is underway right now, um, starting to see plans. I believe they should be looking at to bid the project out probably June, July. Um, and I stand for any questions and I ask for your approval. Anybody have any questions, comments? Anybody from the audience? All right, then I'll entertain a motion, please. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item nine as read. Second a motion. Cast your votes. Seven in favor of the motion, motion carries. Item number 10. Discussion of possible action to one, approve the construction contract with Jim's House of Glass <coughs> excuse me, of Kingman, Arizona, in the total amount of $98,038.84 for the replacement of the doors and glass at the council chambers to authorize the city manager or his designee to execute the contract and issue resultant payments on behalf of the city, and three, request a transfer of $8,038.84 from general fund contingency to fully fund the project. 
Mayor DeBico, council members, uh, this item is that door and window project in this room that you're looking at. Uh, Public Works Director Johnson will explain the project. We did budget for this. Uh, there is ample contingency to pay for it, and uh, Angie will present it. Thank you, Mr. Goddard, Mayor and Council. Today I bring the construction contract with Jim, Jim's House of Glass to replace the council chamber doors and glass. This project was advertised and bid out for, uh, starting December 17th, 24th, 31st, and January 7th. We had a pre-bid meeting on January 4th. We did have two vendors that showed up, um, looked over the project, um, but when we opened, when we went to open bids, Jim's House of Glass was our only bidder. And like Toby said, the, the project was budgeted for this year. It was a little over budget. Um, this replacement is the door, the doors and windows were installed in, when the building was built in 1991. So the doors have exceeded and glass of their life expectancy. The new glass will be more efficient and I ask for your approval and stand for questions. Any questions come? Yes, ma'am. Just a minute, one question. Uh, Angie, uh, will they be, the doors and the windows be dark enough because in the summer when it's 120 degrees sitting out there, I can remember getting blisters on the back of my neck. Uh, so I, I believe the exterior is gonna be more of like a you know, reflective type material. The windows will be tinted a lot darker in hopes we don't have to have those blinds up anymore, but fingers crossed. Um, the other thing we are doing is the doors will be shorter instead of taller because you know the wind grabs them and they blow during meetings. Um, and also to have a lower door, the price doesn't go down versus a custom order super tall door. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Anyone else? Anyone from the audience? Personally, I find nothing wrong with the doors the way they are. Never heard of uh, there being a lifespan on doors. They're either solid sound and they work and uh, or that they don't you know they're broken so uh, I really don't see why we should be spending ninety eight thousand dollars on this that's my opinion I hope you'll consider it and I hope other mem uh, members of the public will speak up if they agree thank you anyone else from the audience all right, then I'll entertain a motion. Mr. Mayor, I move to approve item 10 as read. Second motion. Cast your votes. Councilmember Lee Sarkis, did you press? Thank you. So I'm in favor of the motion. Motion carries. That concludes our meeting. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.